our next guest, he could ride, and I think he produced. I remember the, um, uh, watching his first Melbourne Cup, thinking, "Gee, everything just worked out perfectly for him. It, it couldn't happen again." His next two rides on Maccabi Diva were as as good as you'll ever see, and he was very much a part of watching the great mare win her three Melbourne Cups. And I'm pleased to say, Glenn Boss is on the line. Bossy, good morning. Good morning to you, Ray. How are you, my friend? Terrific, mate, and really appreciate you joining. I know you're busy this time of year. Everyone wants a piece of Glenn Boss, but um, <laughs> it is remarkable. 20 years ago this day, um, Maccabi Diva began her sequence of wins in the Cup through to that memorable moment in 05. But in 03, Glenn, were you as confident as you were the next two years about her winning the Cups? Yeah, I think after the... what was an amazing run in the Caulfield Cup that year. She drew virtually the outside barrier and she, I, I rode her for a bit of luck and got back and she ripped home and ran fourth and then we thought, okay, we've got 51 kilos in the Cup. She seemed to be doing the right things at the right time and we are pretty confident. Um, David Hall was trainer then and we were pretty confident we knew what we had. We just had to get the right run and I was able to, you know, I was able to give her a really good ride that year and yeah, you know, mm. it's an incredible experience, Ray. When you you know that you've got a race one a long way from home, and and it's a and it's a, and it's a Melbourne Cup. It's Amazing. it's quite surreal. Mm. Uh, Glenn, it's Neil Breen here. I, I suppose after that victory, uh, David Hall goes off to Hong Kong. Yep. The horse transfers to Lee Friedman, who's got a lot of Melbourne Cup pedigree behind him with three wins already. But repeating a Melbourne Cup win hadn't been done since Think Big, 74-75. Before that, it was Rain Lover. But it's just basically rarely done. Did you ever think that that mare would be the horse that could win back-to-back Cups? Oh, you, you, you can never predict those kind of things, can you, Neil? I mean, no. she she come up and won the Sydney Cup yeah. on a wet crack. She had a basically a pretty ordinary autumn. She got beaten in the BMW. Um she was kind of you know, a bit lost, but then she come back in the spring when Lee when Lee took over. And I think the making of her was when she went down to Markdale, that property mm, down there. Yeah. You know, she was trained out of a paddock every day, basically. So, and she just really thrived in that environment, put on a lot of weight, uh, and just seemed to be a real happy horse. So, when we come back for the assault for the next year, obviously, you know, Vinnie Rowe was in town, and you know, he was voted the world's best two miler two years in a row. You know Dermot Weld and Pat Smullen. You know, arguably, you know, we know who we know mm. their their record. Um, God bless um, Pat Smullen. But mm. you know, it was you know it was just one of those miracle things that happened that year. The second year, I, I, I remember at the twelve hundred meter mark, looking over my shoulder, and Vinnie Rowe was right beside me, basically, and went, "Oh my God!" <laughs> and you know, he was one of those horses that had to get stoked up and you know to throw you know coals on the fire to get him going. And I thought, well. He's going to have to go about around about 14 horses at least and probably be eight wide at some point. And I thought, well, I'm just going to stick to the fence and ride this girl, you know, for as much luck as I can. And uh, I basically went around one horse that whole race. Um, and then we joined at the 250-metre mark. And, you know, obviously I had, the econ- yeah, I had the pretty cruisy run, economical run, and it was able to put a length and three quarters on him and hold that margin. So, um, yeah, the mare going back-to-back was, you know, out of control. Yeah, well... It only gets better because in 2005, Glenn, this happened. A nation roars for a hero. She's starting to wind up. The Kobe Diva's racing up. Envoy's trying to go with her. They've got to Portland 
This is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Glennett, just a fantastic moment. Great call by Greg Miles. I was ghostwriting your, your columns for the News Limited publications that spring, and I knew how much pressure you were under, and I knew how much pressure Lee Friedman was under. The weight of the nation, if not the racing world, was just watching your, your every move. Can you take us through the build-up to the Cup? Because... How did you cope with all that pressure and, and weight of expectation? Oh, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Mm. But yeah, I think, Ray, it just comes down to trust. Um, you know, I, I was riding really well. Like, I mean, she had an amazing autumn. You know, she won the Australian Cup, broke two minutes. Like, she still holds a the record there. And she went up and smashed Grand Army in the BMW. Yep. Uh, she'd come back and she smashed him in the, in the Cox Plate, you know. And then just to sort of watch that athlete, what she did in 10 days between the Cox Plate and the Melbourne Cup was just extraordinary. I've, I've never witnessed it before. Mm. So there was just so much belief in what she was doing at the time. Um, and I, I was so confident in my own belief what I, what I could do. You know, I was just, you know, I was just seeing it so well. So when you kind of get that moment in, his, in, your, in your life, it's, it's, it's quite rare um, but I was so glad that I was able to marry that up and produce what was arguably one of my greatest rides, mm. you know, on the greatest stage um, under the most pressure that I'd ever ever sort of been under. Um, but you know, you need a great partner in crime, right? You know, I mean, you can go out there with all these great thoughts and all that stuff, but you still need that animal underneath you who's going to be able to go out there and execute, um, do what you ask. And could you ever imagine having a oh. Like Amazing. a partner of crime, like and Kylie yeah, but like you know, this is just stuff that you, you know, I'll take this stuff to my grave, and with a bigger smile on my face that I was able to, you know, be partnered up with this incredible athlete. Yeah. Most of us mere mortals, Glenn, we just watch the races. We don't even know how to ride horses, right? We we haven't got a clue, but we go, oh, that horse took the gap and that got the run. That horse got pole axe that we talk about. How come it never happened to Winks? How come it never happened to Maccabi Diva in a Melbourne Cup? I've always, you know, wanted to ask you, is it because the horse is stronger, travelling better? You know how sometimes you go, oh, the sea's just, people in that third cup go, the sea's just parted for Maccabi Diva. Well, I think, well, maybe the good horses make the seas part. Oh, there's a lot of that, yeah. I mean, the good horses make you look good. There's yeah. absolutely no doubt Because you can that. take the run. Mm. Yeah, we, but that's what I'm saying. It gets back to that trust and that belief. Like, you kind of know if I ask this animal, this athlete, to do a certain thing, I know it's going to happen because they just never let you down. Yeah. You know, they just never let you down. They're, they're just different animals. Um, they, they've got this – they've got – Obviously, so much talent, number one, but they've got an incredible will to win. But they have a, a great sense of awareness of where they are and what you're about to ask. Yeah. Um, they're just different. They're, I don't know. There's some, there's so, everyone asks you what was different about Maccabi or what was, you know, Huey obviously gets it. There's not one thing. There's a lot of things that make them different. Yeah. No, it's just, it was an amazing moment, not just for racing, but in Australian sport, watching her win that third Melbourne Cup. Um, Glenn, you've only been retired a couple of years, but this time of year, you, do you, do you, do you, you must get itchy fingers and wish you were still out there come Tuesday. Oh, you know what? It, yeah, yes and yes and no, Ray. I mean, 
at the moment, I've got the best seat in the house. I'm doing some commentary and that. And, and you know, I'm so privileged to go to the races and watch James McDonald do his thing, the Jamie Cars, you know, the Mark Zaros. And then, then we're just, you know, and, and you sit back in, in awe watching Damien Oliver, you know, the, the goat, mm. just still weaving his magic, you know. I, I, I'm very privileged. Um, I had a great career and I retired. I think I retired, you know, people could have said I'd retired early, but I, re- I felt like it was the right time for me. You went know? out on I mean, your terms, Glenn. Yeah, I went out on my terms. You know, yeah. I, I had an amazing year before and, you know, winning the Everest and the Golden Eagle and, and a Cox Plate and all those things. And, but I just kind of thought, Ray, I, was, I could feel it coming. Yeah. So I wanted to get in. I wanted to be on the front foot and do it before I got despondent or a bit jacked off about the industry because I wanted to stay in it, you know. So I thought, mm. well, I'll go now. Well, I've got a smile on my face. I'm fit and I'm healthy. I'm 52, um, and I still like. I feel like I've got so much more to offer to this industry. So that's the kind of that was my mindset. Bossy, didn't the industry change in your career in the saddle? You know, it, we've gone from that classic pattern racing, if you like. You know, Sydney autumn, Melbourne spring, Brisbane winter, you know, Perth summer. And now we've got this like free for all going Eagles on. We've we got first, races yeah. going on left, right, and centre, and booming prize monies. And I suppose you know you and the others of your vintage were the trailblazers. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Mike Simons this morning, and and uh, and not just him, other people. I've got this feeling that in the last two years, that racing is back. Yeah. In mm. a big way, like mainstream, it's kind of like there were seventy five thousand people there, or nearly seventy five thousand people at, at Flemington yesterday. You know, and the big crowd at Randwick. I was there every day this year. Oh my That's god, right. it was just a privilege mm. just to be there. You know, it kind of feels like racing's back where it used to be decades and decades and decades ago. Before you know, even before my time. Yeah. Um, it, it's I don't know maybe. People are waking up coming out of COVID. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like there's a lot of confidence around at the moment. And we're witnessing some amazing athletes on horses at the moment. Um, we're mit- witnessing some great horse flesh and the prize money and the races. It's, yeah. it's just so exciting. Just, I mean, yeah, just, just to be a, an outsider looking in, it's because it's I'm not in the bubble anymore. I'm looking from a yeah. different, I'm, I'm a fan now, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I tell you, um, I know where you're coming from, Glenn, because I tell you where it, I, I think I first became aware of that was when I went through all Ascot last year with the Nature Strip and yeah. sitting in the press room with the other English journalists, and they get hundreds here for all Ascot. They just wanted to know how Australian racing could sustain the prize money levels and if it was sustained. And I said, well, most definitely it is. And there's various reasons for that. I don't want to go into all that. But they were in awe of. Of, of the strength of Australian racing. And it struck me then that we, we've got issues like everything in life and there's the Vic, Victorian New South Wales thing, which I'm tired of and don't care anymore. But the, the, the bottom line was it struck me that people from the outside were looking in from around yeah. the world at how strong and buoyant and robust our industry is here. We're basically the envy of the world. Mm. You know, I had a very good conversation with Richie Rich yesterday, the owner of the band. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, he, he was like, and he's been here with Max Dynamite, and he said, mate, no one does it as good as you guys in Australia. No one. I mean, that's a big statement from a guy who's travelled all around the world and yeah. a very businessman, you know? Mm-hmm. He was just simply saying, mate, no one does it as good as you guys. It's incredible how you do it. And you know what, though? You need the participants to really engage too. Like, 
Yep. We love our sport, right? Yeah. Australians, we, we, we just we embrace it. So, you know, you can put a big party on, but if no one comes, it's not a party, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, people are going to the races now like, like, and really embracing the sport. I love it. That's a good point, yeah. Hey, Glenn, so I'll come back to the Melbourne Cup in a sec because I'd love to know your thoughts on Tuesday's race. But just yesterday we saw Oban Buramai win and great to see Joshi Pa win the biggest race yeah. of his life in the Golden Eagle. You rode a lot in Japan. Um, and I guess you, you could see what this giant of, of Japanese racing was emerging when you were riding there. What makes their horses so good, Glenn? It's a very simple one, mate. They've yeah. been breeding the best of the best for the last 50 or 60 years. Yeah. So over the last 10 or 15 years, now we're seeing it. Yeah. But that, that, this has been a very calculated plan. You know, they bought all the English derby winners. They, you know what I mean? The, the best stands. Um, and now it's, I mean, you know, breeding is a lifetime yeah. thing, isn't it? You just don't do it in a decade. You do it over 20 years. And they've been doing that, and now they just take—they're the envy of of the world. They take, and you know what they do? They, geez, they can travel a horse. I've got oh, no amazing. idea what they yeah. what they what they do well, but all their trainers travel their horses unbelievably well. I don't yeah. know what it is, but um, I, I I remember hearing that uh, listening to Josh after he got that horse, and he said, "This is the best horse I've ever sat on." Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, yeah. Did we not see that? Yataki Taki said. This is a proper horse. This has got very good turn of speed, and he was, you know, he was so looking forward to coming to Australia to showcase that horse. And unfortunately, he is injured. But mm. why didn't we not listen? Yeah, no, it's easy in hindsight, isn't it, Glenn? <laughs> exactly, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, but you're right about those lines. You, you take those stallions in, and they build build generation. Look, look, the yeah. Star Kingdom line yeah. in Australia, yeah. you know, just just took over. Hey, Bossy Tuesday, the Melbourne Cup. Uh, now that you're allowed to tip and say whatever you want, what do you got for us? <laughs> Um, for Ben, mate, I, I can't wait to see this horse in the flesh. Um, the talk is that, you know, oh, Richie Rich said about Max Dynamite, he said this horse wouldn't live in the same barn as Max Dynamite because this is simply a, a, a proper horse. <laughs> it's like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he said, well, I'm telling you, this is a proper, proper horse. And the, the talk, the chatter from UK is that he's a very, very good horse. He's got the very good rider, Ryan Moore. Um, Willie Mullins is so astute. So this has been a plan for 18 months, would you believe, this horse come here? Incredible, yeah. He was hurdling him. When he was yeah. hurdling him yeah. 18 months ago, he's a, an interview, he said, I'm going to hurdle this horse, get him ready, and I'm going to let him have the summer off, and then I'm going to prepare him for a Melbourne Cup 18 months ago. Wow. Incredible. So yeah. I thought Absurd will run well. I hope if Salkham jumps, this wouldn't be a surprise to see him run un- unbelievable. Um, so they're, they're kind of my horses that I've gotten that I would like to ride if I could. Yeah, fair enough. Just finally, Glenn, I'm doing a story with Karen McAvoy for Tuesday's paper, and he was telling me that um, he's been privileged over the last twenty odd years to sit next to Damien Oliver in the Flemington Jockeys Room. I never knew about this, and he is looking forward to Tuesday to be alongside Damien for what will be Damien's last ride in a Melbourne Cup. I know you're great mates, and you've ridden through all of Damien's wonderful career. Final word on arguably the, the greatest jockey Australia has seen. Yeah, I mean, I was with him yesterday and having a chat to him after he rode back-to-back winners. And, mm. you know, his eyeballs are like dinner plates. And he said, oh, Bossy, I don't know what's happening. At the moment. I just feel that good. You know, I'm seeing it so clearly. I said, mate, you've been doing that for 
35 <laughs> years. Exactly. This is not a new thing, Ollie. But he's, you know, because he's kind of letting his guard down a bit. He's showing a bit of emotion, he is, he is, yeah. which, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's really enjoying his writing at the moment, which is, you know, because he knows the end's close. Um, oh, my God. You know, I've been privileged, like Kieran, to see arguably some of my greatest moments on the racetrack were actually with him. You know what I mean? I've had some great moments myself. But if I can just take you back for a moment, like the day he won a media puzzle, I drew beside him on a horse called Fantastic. And I followed him every step of that way in that race for virtually the whole two miles. And I simply couldn't believe what was happening in front of me. It was, oh my God, it was out of body experience. Everywhere he went, it was just like the seas were moving, the bell parting in front of him. And I, I ran fifth, and I never took my eye off the big TV as I went down the straight. And I was still running fifth in the Melbourne Cup. And I had tears coming out of my yeah. eyes watching Damien Oliver sail into the sunset to win on that. That horse that year it was just incredible. an incredible experience. Yeah, I said to Bruni Oi, the two greatest moments I've had in the Melbourne Cup were Divas third and the one you just mentioned, the O2 with Media Puzzle. Mm. Uh, and one quick question, Glenn, how did Damien hold it together before wow. and after the race? Uh, that that was just, remarkable. That's just the steely reserve of this guy, though. You know, like, there was never any question amongst the jockeys that Ollie would be fine, you know, because it was massive, right? He's mm. lost Jason. You know, this is make any near mortal crumble to pieces and not ride in a race like that. But not one of us ever thought that Ollie wouldn't front up and turn up. Mm. It, it, it was amazing, right? And I, I remember after the race, like, he'd come back and then he just lost it, right? He just completely let his guard down and completely lost it. The boys closed the door in the jockey's room because there was, used to be a door there. And we all huddled. There was, would have been 20 of us who all huddled around him and um, just, just hugged him, you know? Wow, yeah, it's an incredible wow. moment. Yeah, well, yeah just, we didn't let any press in or anything. You know? Yeah, we I've never heard that. that. Yeah. Let him get himself back together before he went back out in front of the press. We just we just all held him for about you know a couple of minutes. It was an incredible experience. It's, it's, I've never heard that before. That is extraordinary. No. Of course, he rides the Lenkwer in Tuesday's Cup. We wish him the best. Hey, Glenn, as always, uh, really appreciate your time. I know you. everyone wants a piece of this time of year with the Melbourne Cup coming up, but... Um, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Best luck on the Cup on Tuesday and hope to catch up with you soon, Glenn. Yeah, always great to spend time with you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Bossy. There's Glenn Boss, um, one of the greats of Australian sport and a three-time Melbourne Cup winning jockey.